Coming to you in hypersonic ultra-maximum high definition from the depths of the interwebs and straight into your ear holes, it's the Cinema Geekly Podcast. Featuring all of the people's names I wasn't paid enough to say in this intro. It's time for the Cinema Geekly Podcast, episode 203, brought to you by the good people who shop over at geeklymerch.com. A link for that, by the way, is going to be in the show notes for this episode. Um, You know, weird thing, uh, Glenn, before we jump into all of this real quick, uh, somebody was just reminding me the other day that uh, we are going to, I sort of forgot what month. It happens in, but uh, the first week of October is the 10th year anniversary of this podcast. Um, I The first thought is that we should be over 200 episodes by now. Uh, well, <laughs> well over 200 episodes by now. Um, but the other thing is uh, I'll probably put out some sort of like 10 year anniversary shirt or something. And maybe people will people keep buying stuff. Um, this hasn't. Uh, this hasn't broken yet, but maybe we'll break it now. Uh, one of the longest, uh, one of the longest running merchandise related jokes on the Pod Jockeys podcast is this overpriced Brighton Shitehawks fleece, uh, fleece blanket uh, that I put on sale sort of by accident. I think I accidentally added it to the shop, and we just kind of left it as a joke that nobody would buy it because it's too expensive. And lo and behold, somebody bought one the other day. So, uh, people have bought at least one. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Uh, I mean, congratulate me, I guess, because I'm, I'm getting a kickback from that, but I don't know if it's such a congratulations to whomever bought it. Um, hopefully it was worth the price you paid for it. Um, but yeah, uh, People keep buying stuff, which is way beyond what I expected people to do at all. So uh, a big thank you to everybody who keeps this thing kind of chugging along a little bit. Uh, There is some movie news to talk about, and we will get to that. But we should probably start with the reviews because Glenn has quite a few. But we've both seen uh, James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. And I'm not sure what is more newsworthy Sir, I don't know if it's the, the like the the contents of the film or the weird manner in which it performed uh, when it hit theaters and HBO Max. Because yeah, we were uh, yeah. we were wrong. <laughs> yeah, like we thought it would do great. Uh, it did very not great. Uh, even. I mean, there there are some issues, I think, that maybe got in the way of its box office performance. Uh, some of it is this came out in theaters right when that Delta variant wave started hitting places hard and uh, a few places started reinstituting restrictions. But in general, people became a little more wary of going out uh, to things like theaters. Some of it is that. But even its HBO Max numbers weren't as high as like kong versus godzilla um things like i think it was more akin to like mortal Kombat or something and i i'm wondering how much of it has to do with just the branding like that name the name isn't that different from the other movie and 
honestly the 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 plot and the characters that disappeared from the first movie that were replaced in this one were kind of replaced by very similar type characters. Maybe people were just like, I'm not going to watch anything with that name on it. Um, which like understandable. That first movie was horrid. I'm curious to know though, what you thought about the suicide squad, uh, because I thought it was, leaps and bounds better than the first movie yeah. but yeah. like that's also an incredibly low bar to climb over so what what did you think of um the suicide squad yeah like you said it wasn't um groundbreaking or anything it definitely felt like james gunn just got to make a movie mm-hmm. you know it didn't have to be pg-13 so he can make it as vulgar as he wanted it to be yeah as bloody as he wanted it to be so it definitely felt like a movie made by James Gunn. So (laughs) in and of itself, that was a good thing. Uh, The characters I thought were handled great. Uh, I loved John Cena in it. I'm kind of more interested in his TV show spinoff. Yes. uh, Now. Mm Mm-hmm. As is Boomers. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Right on cue. Uh, So yeah, no, in that regard, I liked it a lot, but yeah it wasn't like crazy amazing or anything it was mm-hmm. kind of like a a shazam right where they they kind of embraced the more weird stuff yeah within dc but not like in the chung tongue-in-cheek way i mm-hmm. mean they took it serious but you know having a gigantic space starfish you know <laughs> uh face hug people you know i don't yes. think you're gonna see that in marvel necessarily or if you do it's treated as a joke it's not you know treated straight yes Um, i mean it it is something that you would see in guardians of the galaxy like it it might not be the villain it might be like that thing they fought at the beginning of guardians of the galaxy volume 2 where it's just the big ugly weird creature where you're like oh that's weird and fucked up and it's just the thing that exists for the guardians to kill at the beginning of the movie like i could see it appearing in a movie like that um but not necessarily the main they wouldn't give it a backstory of it being tortured and experimented on <laughs> yes. but... um yeah i mean it's not i don't know it's weird uh, I would agree with you that it's not a blowaway movie, although my score does not reflect that uh, because I think some of going into it was I'm comparing this to the other movie. I'm comparing this to the other DC movies. And while I think some of the other DC movies may have an overall better story I feel like very few of them came close to getting the characterization uh, as good or as interesting. And I think that's something that James Gunn is really excellent at is making you care about. uh, I cared about Rick flag Glenn, like one of, I don't know if he wasn't like the worst character from the first movie, but he was like, a nothing happening character in that first yeah, movie. He was generic. Yeah. And I gave a shit about him in this movie. Yeah. I, yeah, I and, was the same way. And spoilers for this movie. Obviously we're going to discuss things that happen if you haven't watched it already, but Rick, there's a scene where Rick flag dies and it was tough. Actually, I was 
struck at how emotional it was. And I'm like, this is the fucking guy that described all the members of the Suicide Squad in the last Suicide Squad movie in the blandest possible terms to the point where it actually became funny. Um, uh, he, like, Polka Dot Man. Like, they did great stuff with that character. I mean, and obviously some of this comes down to the casting and the performances. I think, uh, like, David Desmulchin, I think I think he was, um, like, really good. Um uh, even John Cena, I completely agree. Uh, I mean, he was kind of a horrible person in this movie. Uh, but I mean, I think that's the character, uh, which, by the way, playing against type for him, obviously, because he's uh, in his uh, wrestling role. He's basically Captain America or Superman at all times, if you're going to make a superhero comparison. So definitely sort of playing against what he's regularly known for. Although, I don't know, he was in Bumblebee and he played kind of a bad guy in that movie too who turned into a good guy, I guess, sort of eventually. Well, he's the bad guy in the Fast and Furious movie. That's right. I, I don't know what it... Uh, maybe he's just like, look, guys, I've been playing a good guy character for like 20 years. Like, just just give me bad guy roles, please. Um, But he... He was great. The humor is pure, like, James Gunn. Oh, killing that entire compound <laughs> that you find out are actually your friends. Like, oh that is God. just... It's pretty brazen to play that as a joke. Like, yes. I know some people, uh, like, some of the reviews I skimmed through, that was, mm -hmm. like, their complaints. Uh, th there's no care for human life, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like you kind of missing the point like these well, are yeah guys. they're the like, suicide no squad they're, they're all horrible people <laughs> i mean the so the joke for me when i was laughing at that scene so there's a scene where they're going to rescue rick flag who's captured yep. and uh they're and and there's basically this feud between um idris elba's character and john cena's character like they're, they do the same thing they're yeah they're kind better. of the same person and so they're kind of at each other's throats a little bit and they're going through this camp of renegade soldiers and just at first they're killing them in a fairly standard yeah, uh, sneak through way tactical way but then as they go they get more flashy so, yeah. and flamboyant okay. and slapsticky a dick measuring contest yeah the i mean the bit where john cena just walks by a dude on a cot and casually just stab 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 as he keeps walking <laughs> like i was laughing my ass off and at the end when they reveal that this is actually these guerrilla fighters are actually fighting the people that they're there also to fight like their allies like i laughed but like i covered my mouth because i felt guilty for laughing because it's like okay that's actually horrific but they're bad guys like you're laughing kind of at them like they're so caught up in their own shit like they have zero concern like yes that is the point and it's not a good thing and but I think that's the kind of laugh James Gunn was looking for, like making you laugh at something that you kind of feel bad about laughing at. Um, you're not necessarily punching down at somebody, but it's just like you're laughing at this, but you shouldn't have been laughing at it. Um, 
it's kind of a sneaky trick. I, I guess I can understand some people being mad about it, but I mean, even yeah, I laughed cucks. at yeah. um, <laughs> Oh, wow. Glenn, I think you've been uh, living in Texas for too long. Uh, no, the, I mean, no, I laughed at the reveal. Like, and yeah, I was a little torn because I'm like, also, it's horrible, but also, fuck it. It's kind of funny that well, they went through preceded, all this. Yeah. It's preceded by dialogue where Peacemaker literally says, I cherish peace with all my heart. I don't care how many men, women, and children I got to kill to get it. Like, <laughs> what do you think was going to happen? Like, yes. He yes. is an amoral character. Yeah. Like he does not care. So, um, yeah, <laughs> it was tremendous. I mean, there's so much humor in all of this. I feel like they did. Uh, they did so well by everybody. They did really well with uh, Harley Quinn. Ratcatcher too. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ratcatcher. Yes. Like I didn't know shit about this character. It turns out uh, her dad is Taika Waititi. So that's awesome. Um. But they did so much. I, I don't necessarily understand the sleeping all the time. Was that actually a dig at like Gen Z or something? Is that some yeah, sort I of guess. I don't dig at lazy? Like, I don't understand why she was tired all the time. Um, it was part of her character, but I don't necessarily understand it. Um, I think the stuff they did with Harley Quinn was a lot of fun in here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was the other thing, too, is right. Like she sleeps with the main bad guy that they're there to kill. Mm hmm. Just because she thinks he's hot. And then and then she kills, kills him, him, though. Because, because she sees the same red flag she's always seen. With Joker, yeah. yeah. I mean, the the stuff in this movie about her toxic relationship with Joker, like, they touch on a lot of things in here that I did not expect them um, to touch on. And obviously, there's all sorts of great, uh, like, violent fight scenes and action scenes in here that thanks to James Gunn are kind of beautiful in a way. Uh, it's really weird to say that because some of it is really gross. Um, they kill, uh, like you see a lot of these people in the trailer. Most of them are dead before the main part of this movie takes place. Yeah. Like most of them die on this beach, uh, when they're like storming in. In fact, some of that is the plan. Some of that is like, you guys yeah. are a distraction. They just don't know that they're a distraction. Which again goes really fucked up that Amanda Waller's plan is for Rick Flagg to die. Yeah. Because she knows once he gets there that he wouldn't, he would want to do the yep. right thing or whatever. Yep. Uh, the, I mean, <laughs> Starro the Conqueror is the bad guy, sort of. Really, the bad guy is Amanda Waller, and yeah. the United States government is really the bad guy. Um, I mean, Viola Davis, I know we said she was good in this one. She is truly terrifying in this movie. Absolutely. Yep. I mean, I know they seen her. Her scenes must have been done in like four days because she's just in that room, but... Man, is she giving her all in those four days? Because she yeah. is just horrifying. I mean, but there's all sorts of gross stuff. Like, Starro, yeah. like, spraying out the little smaller Starros are... That's all gross and vomit-inducing. Uh, like, when Harley flies through its eye with Javelin's Javelin. Yeah. Like, just the grossest stuff. As a ratsy, it's retina. <laughs> oh, my God. Um... But of course, though, James Gunn also brought his Disney marketing sensibility 
2 and Ratcatcher 2 has like a main rat who is absolutely adorable at all times. Uh, like you want to take that rat home and be its friend forever. And then obviously also uh, Sylvester Stallone's turn as King Shark. I mean, Glenn, you and I are longtime fans of of King Shark, even on a in a visual medium from his appearances on uh, Flash. Although uh, I think on Flash, I think we're maybe more of a Gorilla Grodd fan and yeah. disappointed he did not appear in this movie. But um, it's also good in the Harley Quinn show. Yeah. 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 The animated show. And there's a new dimension to the character here. And it he he is like the Groot of this group, but like in a way different way. Um and it's yeah, such more, a, fun a more malicious group. Oh, way like, as more if malicious. The shark was somewhat sentient. <laughs> He's a somewhat sentient shark, and uh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, but there is there's goodness in him. I mean, yes, he wants to eat Ratcatcher too early on because he's hungry. But then they teach him that you don't eat your friends, and he learns and remembers uh, that. A, I'm not saying sharks are evil. I'm just yeah. saying sharks are sharks, and that's the way he's acting he's just somewhat (laughs) conscious so you can moralize with it yeah i just had i wish more people would have gone to the theater to see it i had the most fun watching this i had a blast and for me personally like it was it was kind of a neck and neck race but i think at the end of the day i had more fun with this than i did the first wonder woman movie i think this sits atop of the DCEU pantheon of films uh, for the time being. And I think it speaks volumes, at least for my enjoyment of the film. Uh, the narrative around the making of this film was they just said, James Gunn, just make your movie. Do what you want. And when you give people that kind of freedom, I feel like you get better results. Uh, I had a blast with this, but uh, I'm curious to know like your final thoughts and what would you give it? Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, it subverted expectations in, in mm-hmm. proper ways, you know, such as like uh, one of the highlights in the first one is Captain Boomerang, right? We I think we everyone was like, yeah, he was pretty good as him. And yeah, it's he was like, fun. we don't get much of him mm-hmm. in this. Um, it's great that the first person who dies is Pete Davidson. <laughs> <laughs> um, even though he's probably an okay person in real life, but yeah. just for the meme, it's it's hilarious in that regard. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Dan Crenshaw was smiling somewhere. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it was just it was it was just a solid fun movie. I mean, I saw it on HBO Max. Uh, it, but you're right with people. It's one of those that like I haven't heard anyone say anything bad about it mm-hmm. in person, like normal people, not like. I'm going to try and analyze this in the wrong context online. Um, Just everyday people, everyone seemed to like it. But it is one of those, like, I had to tell people, and then they're like, oh, yeah, I actually did watch it. Wow, that was really good. So it is one of those. Yeah, mostly um, I heard people who weren't interested, and largely it was because the first one was so bad. Like, it's just got a bad name attached to it. I think, and a lot of people, they weren't like, oh, fuck that. They were just like, I'm just not that interested. Um, 
I would recommend it's rated R. It's yeah. a rated R in a pandemic thing. So yeah. I think people just they got to be more choosy. Yeah, don't watch you know, it probably with kids. when they're going to go out. Yeah. Well, I just yeah, what's what I mean is like if they're going to go out with the family and mm-hmm. take oh, that yeah. risk, you know, th- they got to be choosy in it, right? So if they're going to waste that opportunity, they're less likely to do it with yeah, the rated don't, R. Yeah. Don't go to the movie where King Shark rips a dude in half. Uh yeah. and you're all of see Paw Patrol. <laughs> Go see Paul. Or when I saw Free Guy, which was filled with children. Really, that's yeah. interesting. Uh, okay, so what would you give the Suicide Squad? I'd uh, probably give it like a four. Okay, uh, I went a whole four and a half. I was very happy with this movie, and. Uh, that probably means I'm going to have to try to expand and go see a few more movies because uh, right now my my current movie watching ability is a, is a little bleak at the moment. Uh, this movie could end up at the top of my best of the year list, and I feel like there will be other better movies, but I thoroughly enjoyed this one. Uh, okay, so um, let's talk about some of the other things that you've watched. I know you're dying to talk about Pig. Do you want to talk about that first? Oh, we could save that for last. Okay, okay. Hop in with um, whatever else you'd like. Uh, I saw the second part of Long Halloween. Oh, how did that uh, turn out? Animated. Uh, it was good. Uh, they changed it a bit, but it did. It made sense. It was a lot sleeker and slimmer, so it never really bothered me too much. Um, yeah, I thought it was it was fine. It was good. I'd probably give it like a three and three quarters. You mm-hmm. know, it was just a solid good time good um you know two-face origin story kind of deal so mm-hmm. uh yeah it was fine uh the other one i saw i saw green knight which is uh an adaptation of the sir gawain and the green knight tale yeah i was gonna say this is an arthurian legend or something yeah. isn't it yep by okay. david lowry the guy who did um oh gosh what was it called he did outlaw king mm-hmm. and he did um is it in no, it's not in the name of the King of Dungeon Siege because that's a <laughs> terrible Uwe Bull movie. Uwe Bull movie. Uh, <laughs> Holy shit. Night King or something like that. I don't know. It's a movie with Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, yeah. And he's King. Um, oh my gosh. I can't believe I'm blanking all. I knew all this like 10 minutes ago. Does he play Charlemagne? Um, no, oh, no, no, no. He, uh, that would be good. No, because it's, I forget what he is. Whatever. The King of England that kind of conquered france um yeah. Martin pattinson's also in it and he is uh man he takes some big swings in that movie i'm sure too. ben's shouting it right now he knows his british history yeah 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 uh gosh i can't believe i'm blanking on it. anyways um so yeah he made this green knight one uh i liked it it's it was a little too long for me mm-hmm. uh it's visually amazing i mean it is a beautiful movie uh, it is very wonky um, as far as the storytelling. It's very surreal telling. Uh, Dev Patel is awesome in it. Um, and if Sir Gawain was a real person, he'd probably sue for character defamation because <laughs> um, he's kind of a he's kind of a piece of shit. <laughs> Which in in the Camelot tales, you know, he's like. You know this perfect angel, yeah. beautiful soul. So it 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 reverses. Which you know, if you're gonna tell a story, this is way more captivating of him earning that title versus like he's always just been that way. It's not very 
fun narratively. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just it's a. I mean, I didn't. I'd probably give it like a three and a half, but it is like visually stunning. I mean, it is a gorgeous movie. Excellent. Uh, I mean, the trailers looked really good. It's on my yeah. list. Yeah, it's a good, solid movie. I just thought it was a little too long, um, but uh, you know, it's it's good. It's mm-hmm. just, it, it. I mean, it is. It's gorgeous. It is. It's so gorgeous. Nice. And then I saw Free Guy, which I'm kind of surprised you haven't seen. Um, no, also on my list. Uh, it's good. Way better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Th- so this play. is this is what I heard. Uh, people are like, don't just judge it by the trailer. Because looking at the trailer, it looked like, okay, it looks like it'll be a standard uh, plateau action comedy that looks like it'll be all right, but like you'll never return to it type thing. And people are like, don't pay attention to the trailer. Like it's way better than the trailer suggests. Yeah, it is. It's way better. That's that is actually surprise. Tell me about it, because honestly, that's kind of surprising given the premise and everything. Well, the premise, yeah. So it's Ryan Reynolds is this NPC that becomes self-aware, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to go too much into it because that is kind of like the whole plot, plot behind it. Yeah. But basically, uh, Jodie Cormer, you know, of uh, Killing Eve fame, yep. also an excellent two seasons and then it kind of goes off the rails um (laughs) is a player in the game who's very good at it but she's trying to find a certain code Mm -hmm. um and that code is tied to a game that she made years ago and she thinks that whatever this indie game that her and you see in the trailer Joe Curie, you find out that they were like partners years ago and he decided to sign the rights and work for mm-hmm. Taika Waititi and she was like, no, yeah. I don't want my stuff to just be made for some run and gun, shoot em up game. Yeah. Um, you know, basically capitalism crushed him, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, she is trying to find the some type of thing from their code that they built that she thinks is in the game, which is why it's mm-hmm. so playable. Um, so that was kind of a neat little twist to it all. But yes, you Ryan Reynolds sees her and it kind of he becomes awakened, right? And mm-hmm. so um they kind of just form this bond of you know, that is kind of weird if you know, again, if you really think about it, but it yeah. is uh it was a pretty it's a sweet movie. Mm-hmm. Um I like Lil Ray Howry a lot. He's not in it as much as you would think, uh, but he's great in it. A couple of good cameos um, throughout all of it. I mean, one of them's like the opening credit sequence that I can't believe it took me to watch the movie to actually recognize him. Yeah, I mean, Ryan Reynolds has gone out of his way to be like, thanks to all my friends who are in the movie. And like he shared an Instagram post with like, you know, Chris Evans and. Yeah, I mean, he's like the secret one, but like the the one is like chaining tatum i mean yeah literally the first thing you see is chaining tatum but it's kind of like because he's digitized you're kind of like was that chaining tatum and then you're like <laughs> oh yeah no it's definitely him awesome. um so yeah he's like in it way more than you would i think it's not just a cameo like it's kind of like a hateful eight cameo where he's definitely in like a solid sequence kind of thing so mm-hmm. yeah but no it was good it was solid i liked it oh uh, 
I would say score wise, I'll probably have it skewed because my expectations were super low. I just thought, hey, it'd be kind of fun to see whatever, you know, I like Ryan Reynolds would see. I wasn't actually expecting it to be good in the way it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll probably say like like a soft four and a quarter. Nice. Like I probably enjoyed it more than Suicide Squad just because my expectations were, I mean, they were bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Whereas at this, like, I expected it suicide squad to be much better with someone like james gunn Mm -hmm. so yeah and then um my the final one i saw the creme de la creme pig sorry nick cage and alex wolf so people may know him as the older brother in hereditary and the kid that turns into the rock in the jumanji movies Um, oh okay yeah yeah they're kind of co-leads yes it is definitely nick cage starring but that kid's almost in it just as much as him. Um, it's only an hour and a half long. Really? So it gets straight to the point. Okay. It it tells its story and then goes. Yep. Um, Plot-wise, is pretty straightforward for what you see in the trailer. A, kind of a hermit guy lives in the woods. He's got a... He, digs up truffles and his truffle pig gets kidnapped and he goes mm-hmm. to find his truffle pig. That's the plot. <laughs> um, but if you see the trailer or what you hear when you think that plot, you think John Wick, you think, Oh yeah. Yep. Revenge. Mm-hmm. It is everything. The opposite of what that is. Really? It okay. is about, um, grief, empathy mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm already kindness like, <laughs> okay it, <laughs> there's a there's a part of me that wanted to just jump out of the chair like this is on is this on uh digital it's on digital now isn't it yeah 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 okay yeah i'm gonna you've already you already sold I, look honestly that's not what i was expecting out of a movie starring nicholas cage about a pig um but anything dealing with those uh topics are really important to me and i'm already like you sold me at you're thinking john wick but it's really about empathy and kindness and grieving and i'm like holy shit i'm here for this movie already you i'm sorry you may continue but you, you yeah i me mean look a nicholas cage version of john wick getting a truffle pig would be fun right i mean i don't think sure. it would be a bad movie mm-hmm. uh Look, I think the Rotten Tomato score is dipped a little bit. I think it's at like ninety-seven percent. Mm-hmm. So take that with you, Will. But was the average score pretty high? I'm guessing it is. Yeah, I think so. Uh, well, you can't pull up the average scores anymore. They don't do that anymore. <laughs> why? That was the, yeah. I don't that was know. The best part of Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I think is... that's why they realize it because they want it to be more misleading. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> man. It's from the same studio. I mean, they bought the distribution. So not that they made it, but they're obviously a smart how they want to what they want to show. Right. So, absolutely. you know, Green Knight is an A24 movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're familiar with any A24 stuff, I like almost anything that they make. It is a little bit different sometimes, but you kind of get what you're going into. Yep. Uh, so this one is was picked up by Neon. So they did Parasite, the Oscar winning film Parasite. Ah, yep, so. Yep. If you take that in mind, it makes a lot of sense, especially when you see it. I mean, it's not that Nick Cage is incredible in it. I mean, I, it, him and the and Alex Wolf, the kid. I mean, they are 
amazing. This is made by first-time filmmakers. They've never made anything before. That's crazy. As far as a director or mm-hmm. as a creative team. Um, all the lighting is natural lighting, so it, it is kind of like that feel to it. Oh, that's um, really interesting. Yeah. It's... I'm bearing a little bit. Mm-hmm. It, this is probably the best movie I've seen in a few years. Wow. Very I mean, it's, it is, there's a reason why they showed it at Cannes Film Festival. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like part of the panel or anything like that, but I mean, it is, um, you know, I talk about Red Litter Media a lot and mm-hmm. they watched it and they talked about it and I'm kind of in the same vein in the way that Jay said it was his he thought it was the best movie he's seen since the witch Mm -hmm. and i like the witch a lot but the witch is so much more like the aesthetics how real it feels you know it's kind of that deal yeah and this is the same way is it's just like it it, it's a little odd it it, kind of takes some turns because it always makes you think we're on the verge of it becoming john wick and it just it never goes there um but it's i mean it's it's obviously it's a five. I mean, it really is yeah. like one of the most beautiful movies I've seen in a long time. Um, well, I know what I am doing tonight. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I cannot like recommend this enough. It, it is. It's not just like, oh, yeah, I love Nick Cage, blah, blah, blah. Like it, it is a truly amazing movie. And it's one of those that like Nick Cage is a good actor and the right material, the right kind of direction like it's he can be used in mm-hmm. amazing ways yeah and it's his performance is really powerful in it i mean it's yeah it's not like crazy zany nick cage i mean he's very low and understated but it's not just like you know oh the quiet kind of thing i mean it is like very deliberate in how they tell the story i mean it is it's it's amazing i mean it really is just such a beautiful movie Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be my favorite movie of the year. I really don't see how anything could come close to it unless Dune just like melts my mind, you know, kind of feel. But like this is. Yeah. Um, kind of like it's better. I think it's better than Sound of Metal, but it, it's in that kind of vein of just coming to the accept- acceptance of things. And, and it can be tough, but, you know, it's what you kind of have to do, you know. So it's, yeah beautiful beautiful movie excellent um well from there let's let's dive into the news real quick there is some um as you actually as you correctly informed me there was some news coming out of cinemacon which is uh an event for distributor or not distributors but uh um theaters right um yeah I'm yeah not, distributor is not what i'm looking for um that it's that name that you give to people who show the movies i just can't remember what it is off the top of my head at the moment um but it's for it's for theater owners and there was a few things that were shown off here some of it is some footage from the batman i wonder how much of this they've got done because what warner brothers screened from them felt a lot like not even like a sizzle reel maybe more of a one of those behind the scenes things where you've got the actor you know, in an interview box and they're talking about the movie and then it's intercut with some footage from the movie um, is what it sounds a lot like. But there were there were glimpses 
of all of the characters and stuff. Um, and I, I'd actually forgotten all of the people who were in this movie. Uh, we probably talked about the casting ages ago, I'm sure. Um, but you you got footage of everybody in here. Robert Pattinson's Batman, uh, Andy Serkis's Alfred, Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman, Jeffrey Wright's Jim Gordon, Colin Farrell's Penguin, and uh, they also teased Paul Dano's Riddler. So... Uh, but nothing like really fancy came from that. Did you read the trailer description or the teaser trailer description? Yeah, for I kind of skimmed 4? it. Be- uh, yeah, I kind of skimmed through the the article that's about because what's you bring up the Batman. Th- so they are doing a DC showcase thing again. Yeah. Um, in October, so that's when they're supposed to release the full trailer and yada yada yada. Probably get um, all of that stuff. Yeah. 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 Because I know, I mean, it wrapped up in filming, like, I mean, February or so. It's been a while since they finished filming. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, so my wife saw Suicide Squad in theaters mm-hmm. with her friend. Um, and she said there was a Batman trailer. That's interesting. So I don't know if it was what was showed last year that they just showed again, or if it was truly something new. But apparently they only did it in IMAX screenings. Yeah, there is that. Same thing, like, I guess in Fast and Furious, they did a Jurassic World teaser Mm -hmm. in IMAX screenings. I guess they kind of did the same thing, but I I have no idea. To me, it sounds like what they showed was probably the CinemaCon thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that would be interesting. Uh, The... So, like, for The Matrix, they released a title, Resurrections, which fits with the whole... Um, religious theme that I think was part of the reason people turned on those movies at the end. Uh, <laughs> I think a lot of people weren't... I mean, I th- I feel like some of those things were in that first movie for people to grasp a hold uh, of, but yeah. <laughs> they really leaned into it hard for the second and third movies. Um, so they had to find a way to bring Neo back because he's kind of dead. There's kind of a lot of dead people. Like, Trinity's in it. She dead. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so in the trailer, like Neo is in uh, presumably some sort of matrixy type thing. Who the fuck knows? Um, uh, uh, presumably a simulation of some sort. It, it, uh, is modeled after our current world, I guess. And he is aged and he doesn't remember anything about what happened in the other movies. And, uh, he is in a hospital or something. He meets Trinity, who uh, is also still alive, but also seems to have no recollection. Um, did not Morpheus live? He was alive. Yeah, Morpheus lived. Yeah, yeah, but weirdly enough, he's not in it. Is he not even in the movie? I'm pretty sure I thought he was. Because in the trailers, they're like a Morpheus-like figure, play, but he's played by a completely different person. Um, I don't know, he may not be in it. I I thought he was in it though, but um, you know, in a, I mean, this movie's been in the works for so yeah. long. I just don't. I don't even know anymore. So according to this, it says the teaser trailer features Keanu Reeves as Thomas talking to a therapist played by Neil Patrick Harris about a series of vivid dreams. He explains that they feel more like memories before the footage reveals a collection of classic scenes from the first three Matrix movies. 
Also included is a shot of Neo appearing to walk through a mirror, reuniting with Carrie Ann Moss's Trinity in a cafe, being offered a red pill by a mysterious character who some believe to be a young Morpheus. There are also several spectacular sounding all new action set pieces for audiences to savor over. Um, well, isn't, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, oh, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, oh, Batul Mateen, mm-hmm, that guy. Yeah. I just like, I know he's in it. So my guess would be he's young Morpheus. Yeah. I think that is the presumption, which I don't know what they're doing. No idea, but. I mean, I'm interested. It's going to be on HBO Max. I'm already paying for it. Uh, so I will at least check it out. Obviously, the third Matrix movie. Yeah, the third Matrix movie left <laughs> a sour taste in my mouth like it did for most people who watch those movies. Like, I don't have a hate for it. Like, I can watch those movies. But, like, the end it, the end is always the same of, like, you know, I could have been a better ending. Uh, yeah, I always just rewatch the first one just because <laughs> the first it works one in and of itself. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, oh, it's perfect. You don't need any others. Good, yeah. yeah. Um, I just hope it. I also hope it is good. Um, I don't even know. There's an article I saw before we started recording. And I'm like, I don't even know if we should mention this because it sort of seems like a no brainer. But there's a story out about how movie piracy is on the rise thanks to same day streaming releases, and I'm like, well, yeah. No, no shit, guys. Like, if you're putting if you're putting uh, you know 4K streams of the movie on Disney Plus or on HBO Max or on any of these other services, yes, piracy is going to jump because you're getting you know you're getting the latest MCU release or you're getting Kong versus Godzilla like in movie like blu-ray quality the same day it releases in theater yeah people are gonna piracy is gonna jump like crazy for that yeah but also for the most part if people believe in it like they're gonna be willing to buy an hbo max yeah this is i feel like this has always been the case like accessibility for the most part has never been easier um even if you're in a country that doesn't get HBO Max or something, VPNs are really cheap. You know, for the price of a VPN, you're only paying a little bit more for that HBO Max subscription. Um, there's, yeah, there's just, in fact, a lot of VPN com- uh, companies now just flat out say, hey, do you want to watch Netflix from the UK? Just get a VPN and you can watch yep. UK Netflix. Yeah, but also I'm paying for Netflix. So, like, yes. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I think I should have access to the UK territory mm-hmm. <laughs> as part of my Netflix subscription that I'm paying. Yeah. Sorry. Um, um, I mean, I'm not sure they I do that. Of course, I don't do that. Oh um, no, never absolutely. have, never will. Nope. Of course not. No, that's a uh, for. Uh, but I mean, like, losers. I remember when Game of Thrones was on, <laughs> yeah. and HBO literally said they do not care about piracy, and, and you know why? Because. It didn't affect their bottom line, really. All it does is spread word of mouth, and people are going to buy their merch and all kinds of stupid shit. Like, yeah, gonna, maybe you're going to if you have a good product that you can market well. Like, yeah, you're going to make all your money on the back end. Yeah, maybe you don't, unless you're Disney and you're just super greedy and everything is kept in house. Mm-hmm. Um, then yeah, I mean you're probably just screwed. But yeah, maybe outside they, of that, they may have <laughs> lost out on they may have lost out on some subscription money from people who didn't pay to watch Game of Thrones. But they're going to make that money back in merchandise sales. And yeah, well, people like are going to buy the DVD sets. I mean, yeah. Again, you find people like if someone's 
desperate enough, I would say, to yeah. pirate a show like that. Mm-hmm. They chances are, if they really like it, they're going to spend their money yeah. on something related to it. Well, I'll tell you what, Glenn. Uh, I don't want to tell you how I made the determination <laughs> that I wanted to own Game of Thrones on Blu-ray. Um, let's just say that I had a feeling that I wanted to own the show on Blu-rays, and therefore uh, I, I do. I have I have all of the seasons, even that horrible eighth season that's not very good. Uh, I even own that because I'm a completionist, and <laughs> And uh, it felt weird to just have the seventh season sitting there. So eventually I cracked and bought the eighth. Um, but yeah, uh, when there is... You know, I thought it was weird to have hmm. seven seasons. Hmm. Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> I, are you excited? I mean, the trailer, there's been a few trailers for that as well. Are you excited for that return? Sure. I just love how people are like, oh, Deb's coming back. I wonder how. And it's like, uh, probably the same way his dead dad has been in the entire series of the show, which is all on his head. So he's going to have a good angel and a bad angel now. Yes. Like, uh. Yes. I just hope it's good. Uh, and yeah, yeah, same thing, right? It's, it's I just like w- Matrix. They had there was they had such good, and they mm-hmm. had such good highs that it's just yeah even, to in, that, be that, even way. in that second movie there was moments where it's like there's something good in here um yeah, yeah they just gotta i mean look this new matrix movie this new season of dexter people just want make goods for the stuff that went wrong <laughs> they just yeah, want their yeah. i mean i would love for there to be some sort of retconned ninth season of game of thrones where it's like no uh here's the ninth season where we do all the things that made logical storytelling sense there will be. It's called the book when it comes out. Yes. <laughs> Whenever George George R. R. Martin, George Martin, such well, a, I'm not going to do that. Shit. Uh. <laughs> such a clever writer. Uh, in in my mind, there's like he watched the response after the the fi- finale, and then just went to his computer and just started deleting pages. And he's like, "Oh, no, okay. that guy uses a typewriter. He just threw <laughs> he threw all the bad pages in his fireplace. It was yes. like, well." <laughs> It's going to take me even longer now, people. That's what you get. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's close on talking about the uh, Spider-Man No Way Home trailer that was, uh, let's, shall we call it forcibly released by the internet? Um, I feel like it is not at all. Oh, yeah, because there was like enough leaks, right? That's why it happened. Yeah, I feel like the it is not at all... Uh, a curiosity that the trailer was leaked and enough people were talking about it that it was within it was within a day and a half or something that they actually released the trailer the the trailer that they uh that got leaked out had unfinished visual effects which is a little weird to me maybe it maybe not i'm not familiar with the the trailer building process no it's probably just a file that they were able to get yeah well i mean look the joke about these Marvel movies is that well before someone gets hired, cast, yeah, everything. Action, the action scenes are storyboarded all, out. Yeah. All, well, and half of them already finished. They're already done. Mm-hmm. Um, which if you do watch a lot of their action sequences, it makes a lot of sense. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. Because it does look like that at times. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I, I listened to someone talk about like the black widow stuff and it's like, Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. That does look like, yeah. uh, they I mean, did not show faces for anything. I mean, but look, Glenn, uh, Ben and Jerry's, they have a formula as well and I love their ice cream. So I'm just going to keep eating it. Yeah. But they make different 
flavors of ice cream. Yeah, but sometimes they're just variations. It's not just like it's not just like uh, cookie dough ice cream part four with sprinkles. Yeah, I mean that's true, but. Also, I mean, this just speaks m- more to my personality, but like, I'm I'm like a Cherry Garcia guy, and I will eat that all day before like trying something else. Yeah, so. you probably get your Cherry Garcia when you're in the uh, occupied states of Palestine. <laughs> um, the uh, uh, so the tra- what did they expect from Ben and Jerry's? Well, I mean, come on, I'm sorry. I just- Man, people who are criticized, they're beyond dumb. I, yes. Uh, and maybe <laughs> they've never... From these hippies? Like, maybe they've never, never followed them? them before, yes. Uh, the trailer that was released uh, was literally shot for shot, moment for moment, the same exact trailer that was leaked, just with completed shots. Um, there are more villains in this than I was expecting. Um, and maybe six, maybe. Yeah. Well, maybe it's because I was sort of not paying full attention to the news. Like I knew we were all captivated by the amount of Spider-Man there could be. Yeah. Which, uh, they went out of their way to not show any of, which obviously you wouldn't do that for the teaser trailer. They've still not acknowledged that they're going to even be in the movie. Um, which is smart. I'm sure shit wouldn't do it. No, I mean, especially since a lot of people are just expecting it now. Um, well, because the villains, have, I mean, like the cast, like yeah. Jamie Foxx has been confirmed, like that that kind of stuff. Right? Yeah, I mean, Kirsten Dunst was on set or whatever. There, there were set photos or whatever where she was like there filming stuff. Like these people are going to appear in this movie. Uh, but I had only ever heard Jamie Foxx and Alfred Molina confirmed. Um, but like we're going full on, like we're getting the Green Goblin, which I'm gonna have fun watching him chew that scene sure? again. I'm, I think so. Yeah, as you know, who also becomes well, he becomes the Hobgoblin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Harry Ned. Osborne. Yeah. No, Ned. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Harry never became those in the comics. Ned does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, I mean, maybe I don't think so, though. I think they're bringing back. I think they're. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'm all for it. Sure, why not? Because there's a bring back. Because there is a voice. There is a voice right before you see the pumpkin yeah, bomb, yeah. and people are like, "That's Willem Dafoe." Yeah, um, it's a slap. Well, I mean, but that could be eighty yard from all the laughs he did, and as the ghost Green Goblin <laughs> in the Spider-Man movies. That's true. But holy shit. If they bring Willem Dafoe in to chew up the scenery as this character, I just want I just want close ups of him making villainy faces. Um, but like, I, clearly he's going to be in it. Uh, they there's only you only see lightning, which I guess is there to signify Jamie Foxx's Electro. We get to full on see Alfred Molina, who uh, I, I don't like. That was the best part of the trailer for me. I don't know his delivery of Hello Peter was just fucking astounding like i just a warm blanket yep i want to go back and watch that toby mcguire movie now uh but i it sounds like we're also gonna probably get the and i think the dh looked really good on him too Mm -hmm. oh yeah absolutely granted they have tons of reference to use with him as that character but yes That'll I mean, help. He almost looked exactly the, the same. same. It was creepy. Uh, I think so. They're also going to bring back the lizard, right? Or whatever. Was it the lizard? What am I thinking? Supposedly. Of? Yeah. Uh, from the first Andrew Garfield 
Uh, they're talking about Sandman, maybe from from Spider Man Three. Um, I would be very surprised if that were the case, because I would, I would also, but I would a- assume there was some kind of olive branch when they brought in Sam Raimi mm-hmm. and he's also doing Doctor Strange which is a direct sequel from this so yes um I'm sure I, it's, I would be I wouldn't be as surprised if it's more of his stuff but yeah I know it'd be weird to have Sandman considering I would assume they want to avoid Venom at all costs unless they make a joke about the Venom and Tobey Maguire's world, and we get like a cameo of Tom Hardy's Venom. Like that would be the only case I could see that yeah. happening. And I wouldn't be. Uh, oh, and people, Vulture's in it. You said that right. Uh, I did. I did not. But my guess would be that we would see uh, Michael Keaton's Vulture um, come back. So, I mean, that would be six, including Sandman. Although Sandman's not confirmed, and I mean, it make more sense to have Morbius in it, right? Oh, Jared Leto's vampire I mean, guy? Yeah. Michael Keaton's in the trailer for it. <laughs> Is he? I didn't even, I haven't even seen the trailer for oh, I probably should go check out the trailer for it, I guess. I'm not super interested in any of the non MCU Marvel stuff. Well, either is Sony because it comes out in January and we know what that means. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I've only caught glimpses of the Venom Carnage sequel. Yeah, I completely forgot it was directed by Andy Serkis. Yeah, like I'm on the trailer. I'm just un, I'm just not attached to those. Like I'm just yeah. Well, I, I never even saw Venom, so yeah. I mean, I regretted watching it. Uh, it was not my it was not my thing. Um, but I'm pretty I'm fairly excited for this. The trailer felt very hastily put together, and there's also some some weirdness going on and people are like they just can't show so much too that's like yeah i like the trailer but it felt very choppy because i there's got to just be so much in it that you can't show if we show this weird and people are questioning people are questioning whether or not the doctor strange we see in this is actually the real doctor strange and not some sort of imposter i also thought watching it something felt off about all of it was uh, it how bad the wig looked? Because because that was my takeaway. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I'm like that doesn't look right. Like none of it looked right, uh, and even the performance felt a little bit weird. And some yeah, he of wasn't the, trying to talk like House. Yeah. <laughs> and some of the premise, some of the premise is a little weird too. But I guess it's based off of a comic book story, where uh, not entirely based off of a comic book story, but. Um, I guess there is one where he goes to Doctor Strange to kind of get him to um, change yeah. things. So people Strange says no. So he goes to Mephisto. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, and that's a name that keeps getting brought up uh, time after time with all of this stuff. But yeah, there eh, the premise seems a, a little strange. But then again, I, I don't know. Like you said, there's so much they can't show. Uh, I mean, I'm sold on that. Like, the marketing doesn't matter to me. Like, I'm sold on the premise of seeing Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. I'm not even... Like, I'm I'm also interested to see, like, all three of the Spider-Men be Spider-Man. Like, that's an interesting concept. I'm, I always like those Doctor Who episodes where you've got, like, three or four other Doctors reprising their role and playing them at the same time. 
uh, that sort of thing is interesting to me. But really, I'm just here to see Tobey Maguire. Yeah, I think have I had- Leah Schreiber's Kingpin show up. <gasps> That's right, and we should be uh, seeing um, Matt Murdock in here yeah. as well. Uh, all sorts yeah, well, I know of stuff. Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin, but yeah. I just want to see an absurd-looking Kingpin from the Spider-Man. <laughs> I mean, I would be. Like, if it were me, I would have D'Onofrio in playing Kingpin because it's just such a compelling and good bad guy character. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't know where those shows sit with MCU timeline canon. There's some people that think, like, they don't they don't fit within that canon at all. So uh, who knows? But I know, I'm pretty I'm pretty excited for the movie just because of the the unknowns and the things that we are expecting, but they're not showing. Uh, yeah. Cause it's like multiverse things. So there's yeah. infinite number of possibilities that sure. they could do with it. Right. So absolutely. Our uh, imagination is feeling so much of this waiting for Mulaney to show up as a live action spider pig. Uh, we should, <laughs> or spider ham, I should say. Um, I'm sure we'll get that as well. <laughs> I mean, maybe we won't get it, but I'm here for it. If we do, uh, look, they've already done the the Loki alligator, so I feel like there's room for for Spider Ham. Uh, okay, and the Thor uh, frog, Frog Thor. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we need frog. that Animal Avengers movie, fr- fr- Frog. I mean, they're doing yeah. a DC superhero pets movie. Why not? <laughs> See, come on, Marvel's got to compete. We've got to have that counter programming. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, so that's <laughs> that's the podcast, everybody, uh, for this go-around. Uh, head on over to cinemageekly.com where you can check out the archives of the show. Uh, and, of course, this is a listener-supported podcast. There's a couple of different ways that you can do it. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash cinemageekly, and the merch store, geeklymerch.com. Links for both in the show notes for this episode. You can also find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search for Cinema Geekly, hit subscribe, and uh, that way you can come back next time to hear us talk about more movie news and reviews on the next Cinema Geekly podcast. Cinema Geekly podcast.